What's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Josh, and you are listening to another episode of the Preach That Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I think that's how I started our podcast last time. Right. So, pause it right now. Go back to all every first 22 episodes, and no, I'm just kidding. Welcome back to another episode of the Preach That Podcast. I am Pastor Josh. I have, once again, by popular demand, <laughs> I think uh, by the, you might know who it is. By, first of all, shout out to Deanna, because I know she's going to watch this, because you're in it. I think right. she only watches it when you're in it, so, you know, you uh. just have to be in every other episode, so that way I get more, no, I'm just kidding. So, shout out Deanna. Deanna, I think, peer pressured Allie into joining she again. She did not peer pressure me. Anyway. In fact, everybody had asked me to come back on. There were a lot of people that asked you. But... A lot Deanna's of people asked the, you. Deanna's uh, the OG. A lot of people asked you, and a lot of people said, when are you going to go back on the podcast with Josh? Right. So... Back by popular demand, my lovely wife, Allie. <laughs> I, I did the throw motion, but she's already going to be on the screen because she's already been chatting it up with me. So <clears throat> thanks for doing this again. You're welcome. I uh, No offense to anybody else, but you are my favorite guest. I know. I like talking <laughs> to you. Um, it's just enjoyable. It's a good time. Yesterday was a lot of fun, too. Right. With her, so I planned a whole day, kind of, mostly. Uh- not a whole day. Whole I was evening, at work. A whole evening. Right. Yeah, but I planned that part too. I told you that you're going to be at work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that was a great... I feel like yesterday and today has been a lot of good quality time. And so we're going to share an hour of our quality time with everybody else now. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a list of questions. On the way On the way out here, you had asked me, so uh, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to let you lead this one because you said that you had some stuff on your heart. And you're like, uh-uh, I ain't leading it. You better come up with some questions or I ain't doing it. Right. So I came up with, I think, six questions here um, that I just felt like were on my heart. The Lord downloaded through the Holy Spirit real quick whenever <laughs> I was out there. Um, so the first question I was going to ask you, you gave me a funny look when I told you. So last time I didn't tell her anything. She had no clue what any of the questions were going to be. And we were waiting for the air to kick on because it's hot in here. Mm-hmm. The thermostat was turned off. And as the sun goes down to the west, it just beats in this window right here and it cooks this room. So it's toasty right. in here. Right. So if you see any sweat or anything, we apologize. It's warm in here. But so when we were talking about that, I read through the questions. So she's had about, I don't know, six minutes of a heads up this time of what the questions are as opposed to. A full six minutes. As no. po- Okay. Five minutes, four minutes, as opposed to zero minutes last time. Yeah. But. We just wrapped up worship practice for church tomorrow. The first question that I had was, what does worship mean to you? And I think we talked about it a little bit last time um, briefly because we talked about kind of like your calling and your role in ministry at our church and stuff like that and where you feel led to serve. Um, But so that was more on like a macro level of like a public level, but like on a personal level, what does worship mean to you? Because I know that you have a very special place in your walk with the Lord for strictly worship right so uh for me worship in my personal life that does not have anything to do with anybody else or like ushering the spirit in for a service right looks like full surrender to me of just leaving it at the foot of the cross and that's just my intimate time with the lord and i mean i've had moments in worship practice where it's just me and yeah and the lord and i could care less who else is around um because it's just my time to be just in that presence with him and to just lay it down. And I feel like that's important, especially if you're going to lead in any capacity in ministry to have, you know, that, that sacred time with you and the Lord, not just in worship, because 
worship looks different for everybody and it's not just like music and things like right. that. Um, I feel like we need to be worshipful in our life, you know, and that looks different for everybody. But for me, um, in the sense of like actual musical worship, that's where I really just, I just feel like it's a conversation with me and the Lord. Right. And there's a lot of times where it's like, I'm singing words that are not on the paper because it's just my time with the Lord. Right. And so it looks different when it's my intimate worship versus on a Sunday morning when yeah. I'm ushering the spirit into, you know, guide a congregation right. versus my one-on-one -on -one worship. Yeah. What's the difference? I've got my own thoughts and I just, just thought in my head define for me in your mind, the difference between praise and worship. <sighs> I think I actually spoke on this on a Sunday morning, didn't I? You may have, yeah, I actually think, I think you did just a couple weeks ago, maybe the week before last. Right. The week before Easter. Um, I don't know. I think, I think when we, and I, I forget in the moment of what I said, um, and I'm not even sure which, which one I said, which was for, you know? Right. Um, but I think that praise to me is like, I praise you and I'm going to thank you. Was it praise that I said that for? Or was it worship? I'm trying to remember what I said. I think it was because to me, praise is right is acknowledging the, the relationship between myself and Christ. Worship right. is solely because of him and who he is, not because of what he's done. To me, a lot praise is a lot of time like a thank you <laughs> right. or like an acknowledgement. And that's, I think, where I was trying to like gather my thought in on the moment because yeah. – um, yeah, I know I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but it was like the Lord speaking through me. Right. So then you love when that happens. You say something, and somebody right. comes, and you're I'll like, do that after I preach, and I'm like, oh, that was so good. We talked about blah blah blah, and I'm like, I talked about blah blah blah. Yeah, praise well, the Lord. <laughs> right, and I remember that week because I feel like you know the Lord had kind of showed me areas in my life where it's easy to praise Him but yeah. not worship Him, right. and. And by that, I mean, you know, it's easy to go in your life and say, God, I thank you for this. Oh, I'm so thankful for this. Oh, right. I'm I'm so content with this in my life. Um, not even contentment because I just think that that comes more with worship. But when you face things in your life, that doesn't always look so good. Right. And it, it's, you're less likely to thank him yeah. for, for those moments. And so I remember, I don't know, the Lord just gave me that that Sunday morning. And I, I did speak on that. But yeah, I now that. I don't know what I want to speak on that, that. I think it's the same way kind of in a like a marriage or a relationship. Not that you, you don't worship a person. Right. You only worship the Lord. Right. But there's a lot of times where husband or wife or spouse will do something for the other person because they did something. And then there's the times that we do things just because you're my wife or just because you're my husband. Just right. because I love you and I honor you and I respect you. And I think that to me that's the difference when it comes to praise and worship with the Lord is I'm involved in the praise and it's like a thank you for this blessing or thank you for this healing or thank right. you for this deliverance or whatever it is. Thank you just for my life. Thank you for just who you are. But then worship shifts and I have nothing to do with it anymore. Right. It's no longer an acknowledgement of the the good in the relationship between me and Christ. It's just in awe and reverence and honor and respect to him for who he is. Right. And I think people forget. Yeah. Um, you know, when things... When things aren't going so great in your life or there's uncertainty, <laughs> I think sometimes we forget to pause and, and truly worship him because yeah. when we talk about the Lord really – like it's so easy to sing a song on a Sunday morning, right. you know, when when the worship team will lead you in, mm -hmm. you're worthy of it all. It's like, oh, right. I'm going to sing that on a Sunday morning uh -huh. and, you know, it's going to be great. But then you get in your Monday and you're like, well, I have nothing to be thankful yeah. for. And so, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. it. Getting here to do this was a little bit chaotic today because we had two soccer games this morning. and grocery shopping. We had to get the house clean and ready for the weekend because we've got some people coming over tomorrow and some other things. And then home inspection on Monday since we're selling our house, all this kind of stuff. And we've got to get together with a bunch of friends tonight. That's going to be fun. So today's been jam-packed. Give some advice, some words of wisdom to the moms and the wives out there for those chaotic days or those chaotic seasons. Because it's really been a chaotic season. I feel like we've started the chaotic season because... Mm -hmm process of selling a house buying a house moving unpacking you know renovations it's going to be all of that on top of everything that's already going on um how do you stay like grounded and focused on what's important and and uh focused on the lord and stuff in those times and seasons and days you know it's funny that you you asked that question because when you read it i just i laughed in my mind because your mom and i talked about this on the oh, way really? to the Shout soccer out, mom. field i love you mom um because i texted her and i said would you mind watching the boys for just a little bit after the soccer game? Uh, you know, we have a lot going on. Uh, we got to shop for family in need, like all these things. And I said, let me just give you a rundown. And I said, okay, so this morning we have two soccer games. And then, you know, Josh and I have to go back to the house to get things prepared. I've got to go grocery shopping. We got to clean the house. And then we got to come to the church for worship practice yeah. and record a, a podcast, which is a minimum of an hour. Yeah. Um and I said, welcome to welcome to our chaotic day. Yeah. And she was like, I forget exactly what she said. Actually, I'm going to look at it because it, it was just, it's worth mentioning. Because um, I just talked about this. That's funny. Uh, this morning. Oh, and then I said, <laughs> I said, let me have a get together tonight. And then I asked her if she had heard about our house situation of the uh-huh. new home. And so I was like, oh, and the home we're buying. It's fine to share this, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. So I said, oh, and the home we're buying is under foreclosure. I'll fill you in on that this morning. Welcome to our crazy. Yeah. And that, and it, she said, oh boy, what, <laughs> just, I won't even read that part because it's not relevant, but um, I just said, you know, it, it might be chaotic, yeah. but I literally mentioned in the next message that the old us would have really crumbled under all mm, the yeah. all the craziness. That's so true. And so it's funny that, that you brought this up. So I'm glad you mentioned that though, because- the chaotic crazy can also be mental chaotic right. crazy on top of the physical chaotic right. crazy. And, and that's the thing. You, What was your question specifically? Just advice for everybody, but specifically like moms and wives. Yeah, I think for if you're a mama or... Let's, let's just be honest. Right. The moms and the wives, nine times out of ten, are the ones that are diffusing the chaotic and the crazy. Right. It's just a gift thing I think God equips women with. Right. Um, it's... He's the the heart that he has given women is a nurturing heart, right. and so it's it's designed to. I don't want to get into too much because if people watch this, then they'll think, oh, gender roles and traditional gender roles, and they're going to think that I'm a misogynist or something like that. Right. So I don't want to get too into biblical. I mean, it's <laughs> it's biblical. Well, it's just but, how he created us, right. and I think that's something I was going to say um, of just finding that balance and you know, we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And right. so if, if you're married, um, you know, if I'm talking to a wife and mom out there, then this would apply, this specific part would apply to you and the re- regard of, you know, 
you know my strengths, you know my weaknesses. I know your strengths, I know your weakness, but I think it's finding that balance and that line of, okay, I've got to manage all this stuff. I got this long schedule. I looked at you this morning and said, honey, do you think we even have time? <laughs> like I get these are the things we have to do, but I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking, right. even yesterday, we took things off the list. Yeah. And I'm like- We took things off the list from yesterday and pushed it to today. <laughs> right, and, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know what, what we can even take off this list or, or, or like move here. Yeah. Um, but do you think there's even enough hours in the day? Like, I don't, right. I genuinely don't think there is. <laughs> and so I I think I had to tell myself like, okay, Allie, you got to be okay with like some no here. Right. Um, and then I think it's hard. Um, and this applies to any woman out there that, you know, it's easy to say, oh, find that balance. You know, be positive, be prayerful in everything you do. Go back into the word. Get a group of friends that will encourage you or a group of women that will encourage you. Um, but I think sometimes when you're to the point where mentally, because you spoke on, you know, you briefly mentioned mental health right. there. I remember when I was watching a podcast actually one day and it was a woman, it was a full woman podcast. She yeah. was talking about how to find the balance of all these things. Okay. And I was sitting there and I was kind of angry because I was like, <laughs> that's great for you. But I feel like you're at step D and I'm all the way back here. I'm exhausted. I don't yeah. even know how to get from A to D because I'm genuinely that exhausted. Right. And I don't feel like I even have enough oomph to give to get right. to D. So tell me if I'm stuck back at A, yeah. how I'm supposed to even get to D where you're at. And so I feel like where I'm at right now looks a little different because I remember I did mention to you when I said the old S would have crumbled. That's true too. So if you're at point A or however you want to view that in your mindset there, you just need to start with saying, I can't do it all. And I got to surrender that. But also I think contentment plays into this a lot. For me, the Lord's really been speaking to me on that because I've had conversations with so many women lately on contentment and what that yeah. looks like. And I think so many times in our life and our walk with the Lord, in our roles as a mom, as a wife, as a teacher, as a leader in a church and a friend and all these things, I think so many times in my life looking back, and you, we still have that struggle because we're human yeah, beings. So that, right. that's never gonna just fully go away. Right. But now I'm, I'm very aware, I'm self-aware yeah. of that. However, I remember when I did not even know where to begin, I remember looking at everybody else and thinking, man, they have it all together. Yeah. Um, and not even just like on the outside, but like genuinely, that's just truly what I believed. Right. I believed it to be to be such a truth that I felt like I would never do anything in my life. Right. And I, I would look at everybody else's lane that they were in and where they were at in their walk. And I would, I would be back here and I would think I'm never going to get there. Well, I never actually got anywhere when I was looking at anybody else's lane. And it's because I wasn't content where God had me. Right. I didn't even begin to take a step until I realized that I needed to be thankful mm for where God had placed me and right. I need to be thankful in every season. And I remember even with the house that we're in now, a year and a half ago, I remember having this moment where I knew what I was doing and I'm very self-aware even, in fact, now I'll tell you, Josh, I picked it up and I know I did, <laughs> I know I picked it up, but I can't help but pick it up. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to Pam Body at school and I love her so much. And I, I went to her and I said, Pam, I know that I'm picking this up. Like I feel, I feel the weight and I know I shouldn't, I was not created to carry this, right. but here I am picking it up. Like, and I know this, so I should just lay it down, but here I am just <laughs> struggling with myself. And so I remember when a year and a half ago, we were going to sell this house. We, we talked about yeah. it, you know, yeah. we really wanted a bigger house and 
all the things, but I didn't want a bigger house for the same reason that I want a bigger house today. Mm. I wanted a big, I don't know if we ever talked about this. I don't think so. But the Lord kind of had started to show me a few things like with, with teaching me what contentment really looks like and yeah. how, how we actually walk in that in our lives. And I remember looking at a lot of our friends who, in my eyes, had the house that we wanted or right. the lifestyle. Uh-huh. And it's not even just in the regard of like, um, or in the lens of like, oh, they have everything type of lens. It was just like, man, like that's that's our dream and yeah. they're already living it type uh-huh. of thing. And so I was so fixated on that, that I lost focus and appreciation and joy because mm. I wasn't content where God had me. It's okay to desire more. Right. It's okay to even pray for more. It's right. okay to, to ask God to grow your finances, to grow your marriage, to right. grow your walk with him. Yep. That's good. That's healthy. Absolutely. But it's not okay to dwell so much in somebody else's lane and where they're being blessed that you lose everything where God has you because you're going to never feel contentment. You're never going to feel happy. You're going to victimize yourself in everything. Right. And so I learned a long time ago and I, with this whole process of selling our home back then a year and a half ago, I wanted a bigger home. And not to be showy, not because I needed the people to be like, oh, I want to keep up with the McLeans. Like, ooh, look what they have. Look at their big house. (laughs) Oh, they have a new sports car. Like, I'm okay with that one. Right. (laughs) But I didn't, it's not because I ever had this idea in my mind that I wanted people to drive by our home and be like, ooh, the McLeans. Look at them. They have it. Um, It was more because I felt like I had to keep up with what everybody else, you know, was doing. And, And I didn't. The desires that I have now, and when we really sat down and talked about like prayerfully considering moving and all the things, part of that was location, obviously, you know, we want to be closer to the church, to family, to work. Right. And I think people are kind of shocked that we're still, you know, I'm not going to mention the town just, but we're still in the same town, but we're just closer this direction. The the opposite side of town that's closer to everything. Right. And so it makes sense for us, but I think it's... So shocks a little better people. Yeah. Um, but my reason and my why for now is I just want that house. I uh, Where we have now is beautiful. And I loved our home. It, it, it was such a great season for us and yeah. in our marriage and with our kids and just everything. It served its purpose and its time. But yet I had this desire to have a house full of people yes. and to have Bible studies in our home. Right. And it's not that it's. Like, oh, it's impossible, but comfortably, we right. could not fit anybody more, even our family that comes over, just our like yeah. blood family. Having a Bible study with children, right? With, There's with nowhere. other parents and stuff, it, right. it would have been very, very difficult. Right. There's even, just too much chaos in a smaller area. Right. And even, yeah, you can't focus on anything. Right. And so it's like, even with the nice weather and stuff, like, yeah, sure, kids can run outside, but like, there's nowhere for them to go inside yeah. where they can just be kids and not be like in our laps. And right. so I, I really, really prayed. I said, God, like I, this is a desire I have and I want this house to not only be our home, but I want you to fill it with people who are unchurched who yes. may never walk into a church, but you can pour, you know, point them our direction and, and they can walk in our home right. and they can meet you and they can experience you. And yep. that's, that's my desire now. And so it's, it's crazy. And I feel like, Honestly, this week was draining. And I told you, I said, yeah. I texted you. I don't know what day it was. I was, I was like, babe, I need you to pray for me. I don't think I'm going to make it. Like Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> right. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday or I'm Wednesday. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Tuesday. And I don't think I'm going to. No, I think it was actually Monday. It could have been. I think it was Monday. It was not Friday. We'll say that. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't think this is going to. Yeah. I don't, I don't think. I don't think I could do this. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I just felt exhausted on every front. And I had to remind myself this week, okay, no, we're not doing this. You are not, you are not gonna even get in your mind with this. Like you are blessed. You are, you are favored. Like, and I pulled up, I pulled out my Bible and I was reading in Romans and I would just, I just kept speaking that truth over my life. Like, okay, like he knows the plans for me. Like he has designed this path for me. I just need to trust him and walk in this. And I just kept reading and reading and just speaking that promise of my life. And so I think sometimes it's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to say, I I feel like I'm drowning, but it's not okay to stay there. You have to pull yourself out of it. So I think it's that balance. Um, but if you're back at point A, I've I learned a lot from A to D. You know, it, it seems like such a little bit of a yeah. of a step, but like there's so much growth and, and learning and man, you go through so much, but like everything that you go through is so worth it. And I look at our life right now, I mean, we couldn't say it's any it's chaotic. Yeah. We have a lot of uncertainty right now in life. Right. Like the house that we're trying to buy, right. we just found is under foreclosure and Was. all the thing was was and then announced back out so we can buy it right but there's just chaos there's just a lot of moving pieces there and nothing certain right and so it reminds me what you just said a minute ago like whenever you went and got your bible and it reminded me of the decide not that you did this but i've i've done this a lot i know you have done I'm, i'm just i don't think you did it in this instance it reminds me of when the disciples were on the boat with Jesus and Jesus was sleeping down in the bottom of the boat and the storm was going on. They were all freaking out and going crazy and all this chaos was going around them. And it was just nuts. They're, what are we going to do? They start throwing stuff overboard and everything else. And finally they go wake Jesus up and he comes up and he calms the storm. And, right. Oh, you have little faith. You know, you could have done this. You have the, you have the authority to do this, but you had to wait for me. We do that all the time. Like, yeah, Jesus is in our boat, but right. he's down sleeping in the bottom and we're upstairs trying to deal with the storm and all the chaos. And not that, having Jesus awake in our boat will always prevent every storm. It will prevent some, but it will also make us prepared for the others. Right. And I think some storms we go through, honestly, is to teach us that we do have the authority as a believer. Because, you know, it's easy for somebody to say that, but I think there comes a point in your walk with the Lord where there's that testing point. And I'm not saying that he gives you a storm to, to, you know, drown you but i think I, looking back at what you just said there are multiple times where i i had to really learn that i had authority in fact right. i i called my dad when i felt you know there were things going on i need you to pray yeah. i need you to go to my house and pray and i'm like looking back i'm like man i didn't even right. need, like yes my dad's awesome but like i could have taken authority in that moment but yet i didn't feel yeah. i didn't feel like i could i didn't feel that I had that anointing yeah. and, um, but we all do. And I think yeah. there are times that a storm comes just to teach us that we can, we can right. call the storm to cease. We right. can tell the waves, see ya. Yeah. Like we can do that. And so, but yeah, there are a lot of times where I feel like, and especially as women, like you said, we, we tend to nurture, we tend to try to carry the weight of everything. Right. And I think sometimes we do get lost um, in, in the chaos and we forget that there's other people because we feel like we are the resource. Yeah. And so as as women, I do feel like we do carry a lot. And this is not just married women. This is not just, you know, right. for parents. It's yeah. for any, anybody. For anybody in any stage of your life that you're in. I mean, I think about women, like just teens, like this applies to you. And I would love to actually have questions from young, like younger women, not yes. just married women um, that are, I do have questions because sometimes you forget right. 
you know, kind of what you experienced in life that you can impart that wisdom. That's why I go to Pam. I'm like, Pam, you're so wise. I need your wisdom here yeah. because I feel like what I, I love sitting with women who have walked through things that I can learn from. Yeah. Because you can learn so much from fellow believers around you and not just because they're older than you or, or even younger than you, but when somebody is just, when they've walked through things and you just sit with them and you just, you just listen to the wisdom that they're, yeah. they're speaking. It's like, man, like you can save yourself a lot of heartache, <laughs> but I do agree with you. I mean, there are a lot of times where I feel like yeah. we, we are right there and we're like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to deal with this. And right. you know, the storm's not going to be as bad because, yeah. but it, it is, it's, it's, we, we need to, all of us need to get to a place in our life where we have peace in the storm because we know that the one that's in charge of the storm has peace enough to take a nap during it. Right. <laughs> he's the one that's in charge of it anyways. He's the one that we're following. If he's at peace, we can be at peace. Yeah, he needs to be our anchor, not Yeah. not our last resource. And, right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, Jesus is the emergency room for a lot of people instead of their family doctor that they go to for regular checkups on a regular basis and maintain health instead of going to the emergency room and something bad happens because they didn't maintain their health. Right. Jesus needs to be the family doctor, not the emergency room doctor. Right. And it's easy, <laughs> it's easy to kind of lose oh, yeah. that, lose that balance. Absolutely. But I, I do think, um, you know, if you're going through something and, and you feel you kind of have to evaluate your own life in this a little bit, um, going back to your question of, you know, how, how do you balance things? And I really think you have to look at how you're feeling. Where are you at? Like, are you feeling like you're drowning? Are you feeling like you're victimizing everything in your life instead of just focusing on, there were times in my life, I literally walked around my house and was thanking the Lord for everything in my fridge, like yeah. item by item. God, right. I thank you for this piece of string cheese. And I thank you for this string cheese. And I thank you for this yogurt. And I thank you for this apple. And I thank you for this milk. And three hours in, I just wept because I was like, man, mm. I lost sight of all of this. I didn't yeah. even make it through my kitchen. Right. And I'm like, are you kidding? Because somebody, somebody said like, you don't even realize what you have. Go around your house and thank God for every individual right. item. I'm like, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. And three hours in, I just wept because I was like, oh my goodness, how good he's been to me and how ungrateful I've been. Right. And it was a humbling moment yeah. because I was so bitter about what mm. everybody else was doing in their life and where I was at. And I'm like, I, I'm just, I, I formed a resent that I didn't even realize I had yeah. so much so that I just victim, I victimized myself in everything. I would see somebody get a promotion. Well, great for them. I'll never get that. <laughs> I would see a connection form with somebody and I'd be like, well, it's never gonna be me. Nobody loves me. What right. was me? And like, I'm not saying that to to dismiss anybody that's listening or to you know discourage you. But if that's you today, it's you just need to find that joy back with the Lord and focus right. on what He has for you. Stop focusing on your coworkers. Stop focusing on your girlfriend. Stop focusing on your best friends. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Focus on what God has for you. Right. Period. I think a lot of people think that they're a bad parent or spouse if they're in that season of life or a bad son or daughter even because whenever they don't it's easy to say like god comes first but then when, when right. it comes down to it and the decision is okay do i go spend time with my wife before she goes to bed or do i go get into the word because i haven't had that time with the lord yet mm -hmm. and we're like well, well she's gonna get mad at me or what if this and that well, I'll just go be with her and then I'll read my word later. And then we, I'm, you know, then we hang out with our spouse or with our kids before they go to bed or something like that. And then we end up getting tired and fall asleep on the couch and not getting into the word at all. Right. But we feel like 
to me, that's then the next question kind of goes along with this a little bit. Um, what has led you to find your purpose and your calling in life? And I think it kind of goes a little bit hand in hand because that number one, I said it in a sermon a while back and it was, I did, wasn't in my notes. The Lord just said it through me and I've went back and re-listened to that part again for myself, but the Lord isn't a priority. He is the priority, right? He needs to be the number one priority to get through the storms in life. Whenever I find myself in chaos, I go back to my priority list and I realize, mm. oh, he's number four right now. Right. And I got to get him back up there to the top. And to me, that's, that is the, the number one answer. Like you've been saying the whole, basically, I feel like that's, I feel like I'm summarizing, summarizing what you said basically is make the Lord the priority again. Right. Right. Cause when you don't, you'll realize all these things just falling apart. Right. And I get convicted every time I see it, some other pastor post a reel or something on that. I get so convicted because the, anytime that I get where the Lord isn't number one out on my list and something like that, my excuse is always like, well, I don't have time. Right. And then I get the weekly screen time thing on my watch that tells me how many hours a day I've been looking at my phone. I'm like, I had time. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's another thing. Like, that's such a good point. And I think that, you know, many young people that heard you say that would have almost rolled their eyes in their head, yeah. um, including myself. Like, because there are moments where I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. Like, reading my word sometimes feels like work and it feels right. like I like this chore um, because it used to. I, I genuinely felt like, oh, my goodness, I just want to scroll TikTok. I just want to yeah. lay in my bed uh-huh. on my eating bed and just scroll TikTok. Yeah. I don't have to think. Right. I don't have to do anything. All I'm doing is moving a finger, right? right? And so it's like, yeah, but I'm putting no effort into this. Right. But there, I remember a night that I did not read my Bible at all that day, and I had felt like really grouchy. Oh, so sorry. I felt, <laughs> I felt really grouchy, and I was just in a bad headspace. And then I was like, well, I didn't read my Bible the other day either. Mm. Wait, I haven't read my Bible at all this week, and I was very grumpy. And I was just like, well, I just don't have the energy to read my Bible. And this, I just remember thinking, okay, you know what, Allie? Like, we are putting our phone down. If you haven't even gotten in your word and it's Wednesday, like, that's not that's not healthy for yeah. you. So I remember putting my phone down and I was in the room because you were out there doing something, probably your, you know, uh, either media stuff or whatever. You wrapping things up. You do closing shift, I open. That's right. Um, so you morning were probably person, closing it down. Morning person, night person. Right. So you were probably closing it down and I was in there like pitying myself like, well, <laughs> this is why. Um, and I remember I, I closed my eyes and I was like, you know what, Lord? It's just you and me. And I just talked to him. And I I just was like, okay, Lord, this is why I feel like I'm in this headspace this week. And I just let that out. And then after about 10 minutes of it, like I literally was like, you would have walked in, you would probably thought I was sleeping. But I was not sleeping. I was just talking to the Lord. And then I was like, you know what? After that, I just wanted to grab that devotional. Yeah. I wanted to grab right. that Bible. But I'll be honest, before that 10-minute intimate time with just me and the Lord, no, I had no desire because I felt exhausted. I was like, man, this is effort. I've got to sit up. Right. I've got to think. I've got to put I've got to put work into this. Yeah. And so sometimes I think it's just like you needed to kind of like shut it all down. Yeah. And just say, okay, God, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay here in the silence, right. and I'm just going to just ask to be in your presence, and I'm just gonna dwell on that, and let you fill me up to get up. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up a verse here as we're talking. Um, 
because I, I did a, a reel or a short over on it weeks ago. Um, and it's one of the ones that it's so funny to see on social media, I'll post something three weeks ago and it'll get, you know, decent views or decent engagement. You know, a few comments saying, amen, or thanks for posting this, whatever. And then I'm 20 some reels later. And then that one starts to blow up and people commenting and all that kind of stuff. And one of the ones that's doing that right now is exactly, it's the first I'm going to look up here in a second, but I think the reason, and it's understandable, but we can't allow it to become an excuse. Right. The reason that we, for me, and I think it's true for humans in general, the reason that our priority list gets shifted up, because if you look at it and you look at the priorities that should be at the top and then the priorities that end up at the top, the ones that should be at the top are unseen. Right. They're spiritual. The things that end up at the top are things that are seen. They're physical. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, folk, what you focus on is so important. Well, you know. I've got 2020 vision. My eyes work pretty good. It's a lot easier to focus on that tree than it is the Holy Spirit. It's a lot easier to focus on that studio light over there than it is the Lord. And so we get so distracted and wrapped up by our flesh and by the world that we forget to focus on and give time to the spiritual things and the things, you know, the Holy Spirit and walking in in the Spirit and praying in the Spirit. And we, you know, get, okay, well, you know, well, well, I prayed with the kids before they went to bed. You know, I'll just count that as my prayer time for them. I talked to the Lord, so it counts. And instead of spending that time in prayer and seeking the Lord and seeking the Holy Spirit and and just praying in the Spirit and, you know, diving into the Word. Because, yeah, our Bible is a physical thing, but that's a spiritual thing. Like, that's a spiritual priority, not a physical priority. So... If you want to add anything, go ahead while I Google this first. <laughs> or if not, I'll just cut out the silence. The awkward silence. No, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think there, again, like I just, I think there are times where you just have to kind of like silence everything around you and just let it be you and the Lord. And naturally, you will just pick up that that time with you and him. And I I think we can overthink that sometimes, but I think sometimes it's just surrendering and he honors that. I think, I think we we forget about that, but the Lord will truly honor your surrender in that moment and your reverence to him right? because he's sovereign and he's worthy of that. He's worthy of those 10 minutes where you just say, God, I just want to surrender this because I know that I'm battling myself, but you are worthy and you, I know that you will meet where I'm at. Like he will truly enter into a room where you feel so defeated and I just feel like if I can't give God 10 minutes to say, God, I'm sorry. I I have not prioritized you. I have not gotten in that time with you this week, but I know it's wrong. So this phone, I'm not picking it up until I just surrender this to Mm -hmm. you. And and guess where he meets you every time? Exactly where you are. So I think sometimes you just have to remind yourself of that. Like close your eyes and just ask him to come in. He will never ever ever leave you if you anybody out there if you think that the fact that you get immediately tired and exhausted every time you think about reading your word if you think that that has nothing to do with anything spiritual i want you to think again right that is a spiritual thing right the enemy out there can influence us in certain ways and come against us and if you think that you're that you just happen to get exhausted randomly every time you try to pick up your bible and you think that's just your fault think again Pray against it and pray against and bind and rebuke those spirits because we have the authority to do that as believers in Christ. Right. A hundred percent. That's so true. That's so true. Every time, every time, every time I think it could be noon 
on a Saturday and you could have taken the kids to do something and I've got everything everything done at home that I need to and I could just have an hour left before you're going to get back home. Right. And I can be sitting there and I if I think, man, I want to watch this documentary, boom, I turn that sucker on and then I'm like, dang it, yeah. they got home before it ended. Yeah. But I think I'm going to read my word and I'm like, man, I could go for a nap right now. Right. Right. Or, you know what I mean? or even like, you know, being in ministry, it you pour out so right. you're naturally tired. Like I, on Sundays, I feel like, Holy cow, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, because it's true. Like you right. are you are pouring yourself out. You're you're pouring out the Lord on everybody else. And it's not even yourself. It's you're pouring out what the Lord has given right. you. And so I take that back. You're not pouring out yourself, but you are pouring out and you are allowing your cup to run over. And I you know what's really funny is on Sunday mornings, I could have twelve hours of sleep and only had five <laughs> hours the like every other night, you know, that week. But on Sunday mornings, I feel so exhausted. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Right. No. Like, yeah. we got to just wake. I could sleep until 8 o'clock, which uh-huh. never happens on a Sunday. However. It any day with our children. Right. <laughs> but, like, even if that happened, I'd right. still be tired. Yeah. And so I'm like, no, we're not. But it's so true, yeah. though. It's so, so true. The the verse that um, I wanted to share, I looked it up here. It's Galatians 5, 17. Mm-hmm. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And that's, like, the first 10% of the verse and we, I could stop right there mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we're talking about for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do right our flesh our sinful human flesh is against our spirit and you know, then we wonder why we can't do this. Th- oh, we we oh we're just tired. It's your flesh, right? It's our because our flesh is susceptible to the enemy. Right. Our spirit is not because it's sealed by the Holy Spirit. Right. And they're against each other. That's right. the trick to all of this that we're really talking about is getting your flesh and your <laughs> spirit aligned. Right. The days that we wake up on a Sunday morning and we feel great for church and and we go and have an awesome service and it's powerful and we just feel the Lord moving throughout the place and everything else. Those are the days that our flesh and our spirit are aligned. Right. Those are the days that we were a good team on Saturday night instead right. of arguing on Saturday night. It's the, right. it's the days where we were good parents and gave our children the time that we needed instead of getting distracted by all the other things. And then the frustration comes in because we know right. we should spend time with them. But we also have to get this stuff. It's when our flesh and our spirit come in alignment when we have those days. Right. And it's, yeah, I think it. You you know we we say jokingly a lot of times like die down alley rise up Jesus yeah. but it's true it's like true. it's so true and so I think in moments like that I mean you've even called it out um, which I never love in the moment but you know <laughs> I need to get better about doing it pre <laughs> right I mean like you know like when we're at that point and then it's like yeah, yeah duh like right. we, we both know it but it's it's figuring out you know wait wait uh, you know yeah. I know what's happening here uh-huh. let's. Let's get come together right. in unity. And you talking about recently, whenever I told you, I, whenever I said, you realize we only argue the weeks that I have to preach. No, but that's true. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily thinking of uh, instant, but it is true. Like that, yeah. that is something that happens a lot because, obviously, I mean, right. if the enemy can cause, uh, and, and that's the thing. Does it divide us at the end of the day? No, but will it, it cause a stirring and chaos? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so if he can keep us just kind of in that mindset, right? which never and never ends up working, but good Lord, we could save ourselves a lot of time just, just seeing it before it actually happens. Right. And so, which I feel like we've gotten a lot better at, but like yeah. it's hard. It and is. so 
Yeah. I mean, you're not alone in that. Don't look at us and think, (laughs) man, I wish I was them on Sunday mornings. No, No. there are mornings where it's She still gets trampy people. Don't let her fool you. (laughs) What did you say to me today about that? Oh, Caleb. When he he was screaming for about, what, 25 minutes, 20 minutes? Yep. On the way home, like bloody murder screaming. That was on the way home, and he continued to scream while I was getting him ready for bed and laying him down for bed. Okay, so like 35 minutes, honestly. So- uh, I mean, it's like ear piercing screaming, that kid. and he Got didn't some stop. Lungs. Right, and Woo. actually, actually, Penny knows because she was on the phone. Oh and yeah. She's like, "What's wrong with him?" And I you was like, "You think somebody smacked him in the face?" Right. I'm like, "He's no. he's Caleb." We um, put him in a car seat. Right. So she she was on the phone <laughs> with me, and I was like, "Oh, it's just Caleb," but he screamed for 35 minutes, and then uh, which felt like an eternity. You know, parents can relate to that. But it was just that ear piercing screaming where it was like you just wanted to freak out. Right. Um, and I, I got grumpy. I got grumpy because he was grumpy. Right. And so poor you because he's screaming, screaming, screaming. And I'm like, forget all of you. I'm going to bed. Because um, <laughs> I was grumpy and I was overstimulated and I had a long day. And I was like, well, I'm over you people. Like, right. I'm going to bed. And then Caleb woke up in the morning. And what did he say to you? I sorry for yelling at you. I sorry for yelling. And then he came into my room and said, I sorry for yelling. Uh-huh. And then you said, Oh, you are just like your mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I get cranky and then I just need to go to bed. But then in the morning I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you know Allie and you ever spend any amount of time with her, if she starts to get grumpy around you, either let her take a nap or give her some food. That's true. Actually, there was one night where Josh intentionally didn't feed me and I think oh, he was goodness. just waiting for that intentionally reaction. Intentionally didn't feed me. Any any couple right now can relate to that. I Correct, texted him and said- all the men will understand when I asked you a dozen times what you want and you said nothing. No, no that's not true. No man would read through that and be like, okay, I need to bring her something that she already said sounds disgusting. Okay, let's play this back. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I should have brought, brought chapstick in here. My, my lips are dry. Your office is terrible. Um, but- It is dry in here. Right. I keep looking at my lips. The like, whole church that is makes dry. It, that we makes it worse. We a humidifier for this place. Yeah. Okay, so- Let's actually speak on truth here, because I think you're forgetting a, a massive part of this. I don't lie. That's all I do is speak truth. Mm, I think that you're forgetful. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> here's the reality. That's going to be the thumbnail. <laughs> I came home and I wanted my dinner. Well, you left it in the car to go bad. Okay. Don't interrupt. So don't for those interrupt. Are the people keeping score out there, <laughs> I left Whose food that was who was responsible for? It was your responsibility to bring it in. Oh, okay. Right. I missed that memo. No, you didn't. Now you're just trying to be funny. <laughs> your job was to bring in the food because you were supposed to empty the van. We took the truck. The truck. I don't care. <laughs> Acknowledge that that's true. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to empty the truck. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and you didn't. So when I came home and my leftovers that I was craving... We're gone. You were like. They weren't gone. They were still in the truck. They were bad. <laughs> <laughs> and what did I ask for? But you had pizza with your guy friends and it was all gone or something. Oh, no. You had a piece of pizza left, but there wasn't cheesy bread or whatever. So I texted you. I was like, well, I will take cheesy bread or something. And you're like, well, it's gone. I'm like, fine. So I want what? nothing. Right now, what all the men are hearing is she didn't bring her own food in from the truck and there was food available, but it wasn't good enough for her. No. And what the women are hearing is, man, he had one responsibility. 
he had one responsibility to empty the the truck or the van and he didn't do it and he hung out with his friends and then this poor woman comes home and there's no food that's truth so then i text you i said i want the cheesy bread you said well it's all gone i'm like then i want nothing now common sense would tell you that i'm obviously in a bad mood i'm tired and hungry so even if i said i wanted nothing you should have brought that piece of pizza that may be female common sense but male common sense is if you want something you're going to tell me what it is if i want something i'm going to ask specifically i told you what i wanted for you to bring my food in from the truck and you didn't do it well you told me 13 hours after the fact because you should have done it in the fact (laughs) Anyways, you can edit that out. But the the reality is... This is too good. I'm not taking this out. I'm just saying, you were wrong in that. And all I'm saying is my reaction was not fair. It was what? Wrong. Okay. But... Y'all heard it. But (laughs) I was hungry and tired and you could have fed me. This woman was so angry. And I asked her, I said, well, we have leftover pizza. Do you want some pizza? I got told no to pizza seven different times. I finally grabbed some pizza and took it into her. And about five minutes later, she <laughs> said, I can't eat two pieces, but thank you for the pizza. <laughs> right. And you know and what? And I came in and got it. You gave me a kiss. You went to sleep. Right. I did. <laughs> because you know what you did? You fed me. You're welcome. Yeah. But you could have avoided that. <laughs> you could have avoided that. There's a lot of things I could have avoided <laughs> over the course of my life and our marriage. <laughs> I mean, same, but I did apologize. But you have to remember, men are fixers, not avoiders. So we mess stuff up, but we know how to fix it. You can't fix the fact that you let my food spoil in a truck. Apparently I could, because all I did was bring a pizza and it fixed it. After my explosion. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on that, but... I have no idea. Now we're going to watch this back and be like, oh. That's funny. Nice little peek into some friendly banter between husbands and wives. Well, I mean, it's just the truth. We're not perfect. I should have brought the food in. Thank you. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back on topic after the hilarious tangent we just took for 10 minutes. On to the next question. Uh And I have no idea what you're going to say to this because whenever I ask you, you say, oh. (laughs) Which one is it? Because you have, you wear a lot of different hats in your life. Right. You're a follower of Jesus, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're a teacher, you're a daughter, you're a best friend, and you're a soccer coach sometimes, you're a baseball coach sometimes. You do a lot. And in all of those areas, even if you don't have the title of leader, you're a natural-born leader. You have a type A personality. Right. As you can all see by the last 10 minutes. I like giving you a hard time, but you have a, you have a type A personality. You are a natural born leader. You have extreme leadership skills. Even when you're not the leader or in that position, you know how to, uh, as I, it was Craig Groeschel that did a couple episodes of a podcast that really helped me how to lead from behind basically, right. or how to lead up. Mm-hmm. Um, what does leadership look like to you as a woman in 2023? And I only throw the woman part in there because our world has changed so much when it comes to women and female empowerment and more women taking more leadership roles. Um, Even the place, the physical location that I work at 
intentionally has gone out and hired a female manager for the last two managers. It was all it was nothing but men leading up to that, and they intentionally have been looking just strictly for female leadership now. So it, I only throw woman or female or whatever in there because it has become such a bigger focus now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want people to think that I, I, I'm a misogynist that only thinks that you can only be a woman leader and you can only lead women. That's not what I'm saying. Right. It's just become such so almost like a buzzword. So you're asking me what it looks like to be like a leader. Yeah. What does it look like? How do you navigate, you know, leading up or serving your leaders while leading also? Because even like at school, like you have a preschool director and a principal and a superintendent or a headmaster is what he's called, but basically right. it's a superintendent. Right. You have all of these people to report to, really. to report to, but right. then you also have, for lack of a better term, equals that you work right. with, peers. but peers, that's a better way to say it. Um, but you always seem to, you have just a way to work with your peers and lead them. And then not that you necessarily lead your superiors or the people that you report to, but you you, you're really good at helping point them in the right direction if they need help or leading them without them even knowing that you're le- that type of thing. Well, that's the thing. I think, um, and I, I know you use that as an example. We're not specifically talking about my right. like actual job. We're, yeah. we're just basically, I mean, it's same as church. Yeah. Like, like You don't have a an official, like you're this type of leader or whatever in the right. church, but you lead in the church. Right. I just want somebody to be like, listening to this thing I'm talking about like strictly through a lens of like teaching because right. that's not no. that's not true um, or like one of my co-workers should be listening to this and being like oh so she thinks that she's right that, that's not it at no. all um, I'm not even talking about like just in the school sense but yeah. h- however you're right like in that sense like even in the home sense like the right. men are the spiritual leader of the home right but you have such a way that if I either slack at being the spiritual right. leader or if I'm struggling with something that's hindering it you have a way of coming alongside of me and leading and getting me back to where I need to be or helping me get there. Or, I mean, I'm not like this. Men shouldn't be a tyrant in the home of right. I'm in charge of everything. Like men and women should work together as a team. Well, and like same with church, like we have people to right. report to. Like we're right. not, you know, you you have leadership for a reason. Yeah. And, and yes, I do. Um, you know, I've always known that I was a natural born leader and not in a arrogant way. It's just like something that God it's has given me. It's just, given you. right. And so for me, so you're asking, repeat the question. I'm sorry. Uh, what I typed out was, what does leadership as a Christian woman in 2023 look like to you? And you can take it however you want from there. Right. So I think for me, um, just being, uh, just leading in any regard. I was going to say, take if you think that the word woman needs to be taken out of that and answered a different way, go for it. No, I'm not saying that. Um because I am a woman and I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm just saying like leading in general. I think for me, it's being willing to submit to the Lord in that and just focusing on what he has for me and which we, which we did speak on. But I think that there are so many areas where I feel like God has equipped me with leadership. And I do look at, at church and I do look at school and I yeah. do look in our marriage and I do look at, at um, being a mom and all these different hats that all require that leadership skill. I mean, to kind of come out, yeah. but it all looks different. And right. depending on what lane we're kind of talking about, but I always try 
to even even if I think that something is done wrong, I'm never just going to, which I used to, I'd be like, you're stupid. Like, I can't, you know, my delivery was terrible. Um, <laughs> and the Lord has really shown me that because I was humble enough to say, God, I don't have this all figured out. Right. I was willing to learn from people above me and right. not in, again, like that sounds like, you know, demeaning in a way, but there are, were people above me that really mentored me and took me alongside of them and taught yeah. me a lot of things. And I applied that and I, I, um, and I essentially mastered that skill and I took that and then I would get the next tool along the way and I would master that and then I'd put it in my toolbox and I would just keep gathering all these tools and I'm still like, I will never, ever, ever be a perfect leader. Nobody will. But I think to be a, just to be a leader in general, I think you need to be willing to be humble enough to say, I don't have it all figured out. But also to your goal should be at the end of the day to bring people alongside of you for the positive. If you see somebody that's kind of, you know, struggling, take them alongside of you. And listen, I, I truly think of it visually. I'm a, I'm a visual learner. So I naturally just think of things in a visual sense. And so for me, I think about the fact that there was a time in my life where I just had a toolbox and nothing in it. And now I'm like, I have so many tools. I have, I just, I will share with everybody around me. Yeah. And so when I see somebody who doesn't have just even the simple box, I'm like, I'm going to equip you with that right yeah. now. I'm going to give you this toolbox. I'm going to teach you this. And then when, as I'm going along my journey and I, I see somebody that ha- doesn't have this certain tool, but I have it, I'm like, here you go. Yeah. I, I, I've learned this. I want to help you. I want to take you alongside of me with it. Right. And I think, but I'm still, I am still humble enough to say, I do not have it all figured out. And right. so when I get to a point in my journey, I mean, if I'm going to reference anything in that, I mean, I would think church and school, you know, I do not have it all figured out, but I've learned and I've been willing to go to people above me right. and say, Hey, you have been here for X amount of years. I have some questions. Right. I-, I want to learn from you. I want to grow under you. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to look back a year later and be like, man, I'm so glad that I got that tool because now there's somebody that's under me and yeah. not in a, not in a sense of like, Ooh, I want to be a boss, but just in a sense of, now I have this peer that doesn't have this yeah. tool and I can give this out freely because I learned it myself right. and then they can do the same thing. And so I think being a leader, you need to be humble. I think that you need to be willing to just submit to right. the, to the Lord and, yeah. and to never feel like you have it all figured out. I mean, I think about our marriage, like there have been times where I've led a decision and not in the sense of we've gotten out of the role of you leading our home. But there right. are times that I said, Josh, the Lord has spoken to me. We've prayed about it. And I yeah. said like, like even with like even in little things like our son's name, I woke up at two in the morning. I said, <laughs> "Our son's name is going to be Ezekiel James McLean." Yep. Like God woke me up, and I, this is when I thought I was a girl, and I was still holding on to hope. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord, you promised me my next child. Right. But I I knew, and I I came to you, and I didn't say, "Well, I don't care what you have to say." Our son's name is going to be. I said, God spoke to me, and I think it's right. about your approach and how you go about yeah. things too. But there have been moments, even in our marriage, where I I have said no like this uh, we're not doing right. this here's why and it got us out of a lot of trouble and same with you or we balance each other yeah. out and that using that as an example if i wasn't if i wasn't humble in that moment right i could have said no i'm the man i'm gonna leave this home i'm gonna make the decisions isn't right. gonna be nehemiah like right. i could you know right but that i that's exactly you're exactly right the number one of the number one probably the number one leadership quality is humility right my I think- dad go ahead no, I just think that's so important. I think that we forget that. I think that we look at somebody who everybody, everybody has a list of people that you look up to. Don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't care if you're a natural born leader. I don't care if you are a leader. I don't care if you're a boss. 
you should have somebody on your mind right now listening to right. this that you just look up to. And it could be somebody who is technically below you in your workplace, right. who technically you're their boss. Yeah. Like you should still listen. That's how you know you're a really good leader. If you're looking to your staff and saying, man, like that really encouraged me. One, one of my favorite quotes on leadership from Craig Rochelle is, uh, I, won't, I may not get this exactly perfect, but he says, the strength of your leadership is not based on what you can do, but what you trust others with. Right. What can you, being a leader is trusting and empowering someone else right. to walk in their calling, to walk in their duties and, and their uh, the things that they're supposed to accomplish and trusting them to do that. Right. And like, I think about like even just women in our church and stuff, like my whole goal is like, it's never for them to always be like, man, I look up to Allie. Like, yes, that happens. Like, people do look to me, and I'm so grateful every time that happens. I'm just yeah. like, I'm so undeserving of that. <laughs> um, but I want to equip and give them everything that they feel empowered enough to go right. out and bring another woman who I won't be able to reach yeah. and bring them along in their journey and, and give them the tools that I imparted to them because we should never ever feel even as a leader i I've, i can't help you because i've got to be better than you right then you're not a leader anyways uh you right. think you are but you're really not and i think yeah humility i think it's the biggest thing and i think it's just being humble enough to say i will never have this all figured out right but as as just a leader i will always always keep in mind others before myself yeah. always i will always be mindful i'm not perfect in fact i just had a conversation with somebody and i was like listen i will never ever intentionally hurt you i will never intentionally hurt somebody right. however i know my personality i like to kid around i like to joke not everybody understands that and right. actually i've had to learn i had to learn i'm young i'm 25 i feel like where i'm at is crazy <laughs> for being 25 like i'm proud of that like yeah. and not in this self you know, absorbed way, but I'm proud that we've come this far at this young of an age because before I would have cared less if I hurt your feelings because I know my intent, right? right. I knew my intention wasn't hurt your feelings. So if you took it that way, that's on you, yeah. right? That's your problem. Uh -huh. It's not. I am mindful to know, like I, I kid around all the time. And in fact, I've, I've even asked people, you do, you do that's, you know, that's a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Right. Girl, you do know that's a joke. Uh -huh. um, I'm like, oh yeah, like, I didn't take offense. So I'm like, okay, I, I overthought that because I was like, I know I was kidding, but that could come right. out in a different lens if you yeah. don't know. And so I just had that conversation this week about like, I will never intentionally hurt somebody, right. but if I joke around or I say something and yeah. you might not have taken it the way that I meant it, tell me, I will own up to that. I'll be like, I'm right. so sorry. Yeah. This is actually what I meant. This is why I said that. And this is how I really feel like I, that was just a joke. Yeah. But I'm mindful of that. Like even at like places of, you know, ministry where we're at, at places, I'm like, okay, I don't know this girl yet. So she doesn't know my personality. Yeah. I can't, I can't, it's not that I don't want me myself, but I can't right. fully like joke around because yeah. they don't, they don't know me yet. So I, right. I try to like, okay, now you know me. Mm. now I'm going to show you some like but I think it's just being mindful too like yeah. we don't have it all figured out be humble enough to apologize right. in fact I'm better about apologizing in leadership outside of our marriage than <laughs> in it uh, because it's hard to always apologize and, yeah. and to admit that you're wrong but oh my goodness I think that as a leader you have to know 
you will never have it all figured out. And like you have areas I will never, ever. I think that in fact, some of our, you know, things that we talk about in church and in any place of employment should always be like, what are areas of growth? There will never be an area that I'm not going to grow in ever. There will never be something that I don't list. There will be more strengths that I add along the way. There'll be more things that I feel like I have mastered, but there will never, ever not be an area of growth because if we stop growing, we stop leading. And I think that's so important. And so, Uh humility but also it also realizing you 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 need to continue to grow yeah i've got three illities of leadership right what is it humility Uh uh-huh teachability illities illities i didn't so humility teachability and availability amen humility you have to be humble enough to accept correction right to understand that you're not always going to be the number one guy you're never going to be in charge and always going to make all decisions Teachability, that's something that my dad pounded into my head whenever I was playing baseball. Always be coachable. Right. And I found myself on teams I had no business being a part of because I was teachable and coachable and I would listen to the instruction of the people that knew more than me and I was allowed them to mold me and make me better. And availability, not availability in the sense that you have to say yes every time you're asked to do something. Right. But being a person that is willing. Right able and willing to do the job that nobody wants to do right or serve at the time that nobody uh, no uh, nobody wants to come to the sunrise service and get stuff set up which isn't the case but right um we had a lot of people here that were right. we just use these up. things as very yeah. brief examples right. it's not you know very few people want to work in frog church on sunday morning and miss regular church and be with the kids right but that availability not a 24 seven, I'll drop everything and run and I'll forget about my family and go do everything for work. Right. But an availability of when it's beneficial to my family, like there may be times it's like, yeah, you know, guys, sorry, I can't be there. I have to go to work on this Friday or Saturday. And you know, whenever I wouldn't normally have mm-hmm. to, or, you know, you know, daddy's got to run to the church to get some stuff done real quick. Like there's always going to be times right. as leaders that you do have to make those decisions. But I'm, I'm, when I say not about that, I'm saying more of like the, workaholic diving in and and, uh, can being consumed by it but being really that availability i guess another way to say it would be having a servant's heart where you're willing to do whatever is needed to be done and you're able to to better your team yeah you're able to fill this isn't the role that i want but i will fill this role in the meantime because it will benefit the team it will benefit the church it will benefit our family right and then uh, there's time like whenever i was what 19 years old and I, I worked one job from six to four thirty. I went home and showered and I went back to the other job from five to eleven o'clock at night and then did that six days a week for I don't know, it was like five or six months. Right. It was because I was available, I was willing to be I was humble enough to to be gracious for the opportunity to make the extra money right. that I needed to end up buying a house at twenty years old that my family would end up living in, all that kind of stuff. I was teachable because they wouldn't have asked me to do all that if I wasn't willing to learn from them and serve them in a way. And if I wasn't available and I said, no, I got better stuff to do or no, yeah, I would have come in on that Saturday, but you know, you want me to do that job and it's really dirty and gross. I'm not going to do it. Those three things, humility, teachability, and availability, I think are the some of the building blocks for a great leader. Right. I think that's actually a good way to wrap up like the, not just this podcast, but like just like multiple layers of our of our questions because I think what you just said is so important to remind ourselves. Like, you know, I spoke on like we sometimes victimize ourselves in, in everything. And I think it's because we we lose track of, wait a minute, anywhere I ever got any promotion I've ever gotten in a job, like a like an actual like 
job position or in ministry or anywhere. It's always because I was willing to serve where nobody right. else wanted to serve. Right. Where it was almost seemed like these grunt roles right. or, oh, that's nobody wants that. Yeah. That means you're worthless. Right. And and that's how we that's how we commend ourselves. Yeah. Right. Well, man, you're a preschool teacher, and I, and this is again, we don't have to justify this, but yeah. like we're just saying this is like, well. That's the grunt job right. or, oh, early childhood. That's easy. Like right. whatever we can, we can victimize in our mind all we yeah. want. But in reality, that's not true. But when you're willing to say, man, I don't necessarily want to, to cover this aspect of ministry or I don't want to, to come in and put all these eggs together for this event that everybody's yeah. going to come to at 11 and I'm here at eight in the morning stuffing uh-huh. eggs. But when you're willing to say, yes, I'm going to serve no matter what it looks like, right. no matter if it's the gruntiest job of them all or right. if it's the most visually appealing and most valued in the world site with the most appreciation attached to it. Yeah. There are jobs that we've done that nobody even knew about and didn't get one thank you. And there's been jobs we've done that you get so much recognition yeah. for it's crazy. But I think that where we're at, none of it is not, we did not get anywhere with saying, no, I'm too good for that. Right. And I think that that goes back to just right. being content, being, yep. being willing and able, no matter what it looks like to, to say yes. I mean, truly it's just that, that saying yes. And so I really do like what you said. I think it's a good way to like bring it, bring all the questions really into perspective there because your illities make sense, babe. I appreciate that. What are you looking I'm at? I'm looking up something else. Uh, basically, I wanted to bring my illities back to the script, back to scripture. Um, so I, it's not, I don't say those three things because they sound good and because right. they, you know, it's a great alliteration because they all end in illity. But humility because the scripture says that God will bring down the proud and raise up the humble. Right. It's That is a, a trait that is described multiple times in the bible as a trait to aspire to right god always raises up those who are truly humble in heart not false humility and that's a whole right. other topic that we could talk about right but truly humble teachability scripture says that obedience is greater than sacrifice being someone that has the cognitive ability to hear from the Lord and be obedient to that and be teachable in that moment. There might be things that we think we've got figured out and like, oh, I'm going to do this because, you know, God's called me to preach and, you know, I'm going to preach my way and the Lord may teach me a new way or teach mm-hmm. me something else or the ability to learn from scripture, from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, from, you know, spiritual fathers or mentors in your life. And the one that I was trying to find um, availability uh, in Isaiah chapter six, verse eight, This is the NIV. It says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. Mm -hmm. And that's multiple places in scripture where the one that God chooses is the one that says, Here I am, send me. The one that makes themselves available to him to be used. Even the disciples, Peter, making himself available on the day of Pentecost. Jesus told them to not leave the city until they got the gift that was promised from the Father. And they could have just went, and that wouldn't have been teachable because they wouldn't have been obedient. It wouldn't have been humble because they would have thought, I got this figured out. And they wouldn't have been available because they weren't where they're supposed to be whenever the Lord told them to be there. Right. But because they were those things, when the Spirit came at Pentecost and Peter preached with great power and saw thousands saved and brought to faith in Christ, because those three things were evident in their lives. Right. And those are building blocks we all need yeah. to to have. And Amen. yep, I love it. I might have just wrote my next sermon right there. 
see? <laughs> well, when I was talking to Allie. <laughs> I'll just have you preach it. No, thank you. One of the young ladies at youth group said, I told you this already last week. Mm-hmm. I know she leads worship and she's not really a preacher or whatever, but she can really preach. <laughs> I said, you don't you know, even know the half of it. Well, lady. when the Lord gives me something, I definitely will speak, Amen. but I will never just speak out of what, what I have to say or Amen. it will be. That's right. It'll be something. Right. But it, it won't be words. But it, it will not be what you came for. That's right. <laughs> so we're not going to do it. <laughs> the last question that I had, and this you can bring this in a funny way or you can bring it in a serious way or however you want to wrap up. Or in a wrap it up way because it's 506. We're supposed to be yeah, so on the road. The last question. and you Sorry, have, Ch- Jake and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, our apologies. It's her fault. She talks a lot. But the... <laughs> I love I love joking. We have a hundred dollars worth of chicken in the car. We got to get to people. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my, a story for the next. Yeah, my bad. We'll say that on the next one. Uh, what's a question that you've asked me that I've either never either never answered or never fully answered that you are still curious about? And it can be something goofy. Or That's can be the thing. Serious. You asked me that, um, or you mentioned that you were going to ask me that, and I was like, I have no idea. Like, or maybe a question that you've always wanted to ask or you've thought to ask but you haven't asked. See, and I don't mean this in a way to get out of this. Like, I know people are, oh, that's boring. But, like, genuinely, if I have a question, I've always asked you. That's my personality, though. I don't. Yeah. That's a bad a question very, for me. You're a very curious person. Right. But not for long because you're going to find out. Right. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. Her little detective self is how we figured out a lot of information with this whole house buying situation. Right. And you're welcome. We appreciate you. You're welcome. However, I don't have a question because I genuinely, and I, I can't even think back to, like, anything that i could even reference here because i just ask it when i think it yeah i mean there are times where i i'm like i'm not with you so i've got i've got to be like hey i have a question remind me to ask you it but that like, is true she ain't lying people she's got a question at three in the morning she's gonna ask it she's gonna it's like, true though hey, hey, even you, if you feel like you hear a noise hey, did you lock the door right <laughs> that's legit there's a lot of times where when i wake up i'm like oh my goodness is somebody gonna come in our house i don't know because i don't know if you lock the door so i wake you up and ask you but that that goes to show that I don't even go back to bed unless I know. That is true. All so, right, you got off the hook. Jake and Chelsea will thank you. Yeah, and the hundred dollars chicken sitting in our car that is not warmed anymore. That's plenty warm. It's all wrapped in foil. It's fine. Uh huh. It's in a big foil pan, just we'll like see. the eight pounds of salsa that we got. <laughs> I don't know why you did that. They asked if I wanted chips and salsa, and I said throw it in for free because get my money's worth. We'll tell you that story next time. Anyways, thank, you. thank, thank you, you guys so much for joining us and listening. Please make sure that you, if you got this far and you've watched the whole video. Girl, bye. <laughs> now, we appreciate you guys so much. Make sure that you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, Apple and Spotify for audio is available. YouTube, just search Josh McLean with one C. Or you can search at Pastor Josh MC, and that is also Instagram. And that is also, I'm on the TikTok, girl. One C. You want to know why I said girl, bye? Why? That was for Deanna. I, so that's she, what I figured. If she made it this far. I feel like Deanna's going to make it this far. Girl, bye. Deanna, text Allie right now. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. <laughs> and then we'll know that that's going to be your test. Right. And if we don't get this, this is going to post on Monday. If we don't get that text by Friday, we're going to be upset. And for everybody else, you subscribe to all the yes. things. I don't have an Instagram, so I'm not going to plug what? that. What 25-year-old woman doesn't have an Instagram, guys? This one, but I do have a TikTok, so follow him on TikTok. I do have Facebook. Follow him there. I do have a YouTube. 
follow you there. I do all the stuffs. Instagram, if you have it, yes, do that. But if you're like me and don't have one, I'm not going to force you to get one. Okay? <laughs> I understand. Hey, Facebook owns both, so it's basically the same thing, right? Whatever. I don't have one, so. Anyways, thank you guys so much. <laughs> we appreciate you for listening to us banter and discuss and joke and argue and all of the fun stuff um we appreciate you guys so much uh it's this would be pointless if you guys didn't watch and listen and interact and engage with the content whether it's long podcasts short videos whatever it is we appreciate you guys um we're gonna go eat chicken a lot of it a lot of shredded chicken from the mexican joint i'm looking forward to it Mm -hmm. me too (laughs) but we're telling them that i cooked it yeah i'm just kidding Anyways, thank you guys again, and we will see you on the next episode of the Preach That podcast. Peace. Peace out. (laughs) Hey, we got to go for real though, babe. 5'10", and I have to pee.